Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pini, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 19, 2018. Today is Monday. I want to set the tone for the whole week, and this is Thanksgiving week. So let's set the tone right. So we've been studying the life of David. This is actually a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, part 55 of the overall series, part 27 of the life of David. And we've been studying 1 Samuel 16, then 1 Samuel 17. Today we cross over into 1 Samuel 18. This is 1 Samuel chapter 18. I'm going to cover verses 1, 2, and 3. I'm calling this key relationships. This is timely, right? Because it's Thanksgiving week and this week, a lot of us are going to be surrounded with family and friends. And so let's talk about some key relationships and how important they are this week as it relates to the life of David. So after David killed the giant and the Israelite army killed off the Philistines, David got an opportunity to meet with the king. Now, he already had met the king before, but this time he was meeting the king as a warrior. He was meeting the king as a national savior, and he also got to meet the king's son, Prince Jonathan. When the two met, David and Jonathan, the Bible says that they were immediately, there was an immediately, there was a bond between them, right? And, and then it says that Jonathan actually wound up loving David, like with the love of God. This was a supernatural connection. The, the Bible goes on to say that Jonathan actually loved David the way that he loved himself. And so, and, and this was key. I mean, this, this would wind up actually being a critical relationship for David. And to seal the relationship, what Jonathan did was like, hey, he said, hey, let's enter, enter into like a covenant, a pact. And so he took off his robe, gave it to David, then took off his tunic and his sword and his bow and his belt. And sim- symbolically, he was saying, listen, I'm giving you everything that I have. And we're entering into covenant. Spiritually, this was a divine connection. This was a divine connection, a spiritual covenant between two men. Now, Jonathan's father actually saw, you know, the covenant relationship. He sanctioned it. And then he welcomed David into the palace. And from that moment forward, right? So that day, David, <laughs> David had no idea what was going to happen that day. But from that moment forward, David would never live in Bethlehem again. David, remember, was out taking lunch to his brothers. He was out like, you know, running an errand for his father. And a funny thing happened on the way to lunch. David wound up killing a giant. He became a national hero. He moved into the palace and he never went back to live in Bethlehem again. Now, David had no way of of knowing how important Jonathan was going to be to him. I want to focus in on David and Jonathan today, right? I could talk about a lot of things as it relates to Bethlehem and the palace, but let's just talk about David and Jonathan. There was this relationship. They met. God established a bond. They enter into covenant. David really had no way of knowing that this relationship was going to wind up saving his life many times. Later on, we'll see as we study this, that King Saul turned on David, tried to kill him multiple times, and God actually used Jonathan to help spare David's life. And so Jonathan loved David and David loved Jonathan. David loved Jonathan so much, he didn't know, right? David didn't know that both Jonathan and his daddy were gonna be killed on the same day, many years later, over 10 years later. And so when he became the king, he actually said, hey, listen, I had this relationship. One day he's ruling and I love the way God works. One day he's ruling, he's in charge, uh, you know, he's the king and this, he's, he's operating in his destiny. And then he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had this special relationship with Jonathan. Is there anyone from Jonathan's house still alive that I may show kindness 
towards them because of Jonathan. I want to be a blessing to someone from Jonathan's house. If they're alive, I'm going to bless them. And I'm not going to bless them because of them. I'm going to bless them because of Jonathan. And so they found out, oh yeah, that Jonathan does have a son. His name is Mephibosheth. And he was actually born as a little prince. He was destined to be the king. But the day that, you know, his daddy died and his grand grandfather died on that day uh, one of his servants dropped the boy and, and the boy wound up maimed and 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 he's living in a barren place and he's living in Lodabar and David redeemed Mephibosheth out of Lodabar why because he loved Jonathan simply because of Jonathan so Jonathan wound up being a blessing to David and David wound up being a blessing to Jonathan and this was a divine relationship that I believe the Lord established from the foundations of the world I'm talking about key relationships on this morning on this Monday morning of Thanksgiving week. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning that I believe are going to be a blessing to you, not just today, not just this week, but for your, for, for a lifetime, if we would embrace these timeless truths. You ready? Four things. Number one, look at me for a minute. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it. You will never maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living without the assistance of others. Now, I run into people all the time that say, man, I don't need anybody. I don't need anyone. I'm all fine just by myself. But the truth is that they're making these statements out of pain. <laughs> they're making these statements because they've been hurt. And they've been hurt by people. And that's understandable. You know why? Because people are messy. As, as a I'm called to pastor. And as a pastor, with, we're in the people business. And when you're dealing with people every day, it's not easy. I'm also a network engineer. I would rather just deal with equipment. Equipment is ones and zeros, on or off, is either working or is not. But people, people are not like that. People are complicated. People are messy. People are emotional. People will say one thing and then do something else. And so it's easy to get upset with people. It's easy to get hurt by people. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Because people are like that. But at the end of the day, you got to get over it. You still need People, if you open up your heart to the love of God, the love of God can wash your heart and it can wash the pain away and position you to open it up again and to get vulnerable again so you can have the relationships that God wants you to have so that you can be the man, the woman that God called you to be for such a time as this. God has called you to greatness and greatness cannot be accomplished by yourself. You need people. You need others. Number two, covenant relationships are really special. Now, the, the word friend today is, is just kind of thrown around real loosely, um, especially when you have like thousands of friends on Facebook. Right. But at the end of the day, a true friend should be cherished. I believe the Lord helped set up this relationship between Jonathan and David and David cherished the relationship with Jonathan and Jonathan cherished the relationship with David. See, the father would send people our way so that we could be a blessing to them and they could be a blessing to us so that we can enjoy life. Life is better enjoyed when enjoyed with friends. You need somebody that's, that's, that you consider to be over you, somebody that is worthy of emulation, somebody that you're following after, somebody that, that you can mimic, somebody that you can imitate their faith, that you can honor them because they are way beyond where you are and they're already operating on a level that you want to operate on someday. You need that in your life. That's not what I'm talking about today. You also need people that, that look up to you, right? People that you can take whatever's been poured into you, you can pour it into them. Yeah, you need that. You need somebody looking up to you. You need to know that there are people that are watching you, that are learning from you, that are gleaning from you that, that you don't want to do things wrong because there are people that are going to imitate what you're doing, that there are people that are watching you and, 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 
emulating your life and you need that. And that's not what I'm talking about today either. So I'm not talking about the people that you're, you're emulating or the people that are emulating you. I'm talking about people on your level. You need people on your level that you see eye to eye. You need peers in your life that you can enjoy and have a relationship with and you can learn from them and they can learn from you and you are there together. And Jonathan and David had that type of peering relationship and we need that. These are critical relationships for us to be who God has called us to be. Number three, divine friends help us or help usher us into our purpose. If it were not for Jonathan, we may not be even reading about David. At the end of the day, God used Jonathan to be a blessing to David, even when it meant that David was going to take his spot on the throne, even when it meant that David would be the successor to the king and not him, not himself. I mean, he was sacrificing for this relationship and he helped to usher David into his divine assignment, into his purpose. When you have real friends, true friends, divine friends, people of like precious faith, God will send them your way and they will be a blessing to you and they will help you to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And they will help usher you into your destiny. We all need people like that, that are going to help to propel us into our purpose. Number four, and finally, friends help friends out of love. Jonathan helped David simply because he loved him, not because he was trying to get anything back. David helped Jonathan even after he was gone, even he was helping his, his bloodline, his lineage. Obviously, David uh, had no expectation of Jonathan doing anything back. Jonathan was already dead. So when, friends, when you're helping someone, you should help them out of love with no expectation of getting something back. It's not quid pro quo. It's not tit for tat. It's not, I'm going to do this for you. I scratch your back. You scratch mine. No, I'm doing this simply because the love of God has filled my heart and I want to be a blessing to other people. And I go out of my way to be a blessing. And whether or not those people can be a blessing back, I'm not doing this to get anything in, in return. I'm doing this because I love God and God loves me and God wants me to be a blessing to people. That's how we're supposed to live. We're, we are in this world to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing and God will lead you to be a blessing to others with no expectation of anything in return. And then he will send people to be a blessing to you who will have no expectation of anything in return so that we can all be who God has called us to be so that we can live the life that God has called us to live so that we can change the world and glorify God in the process. So let's close this message out this morning with a declaration of faith on this Monday morning as we get ready for Thanksgiving week. I want you to speak something over your life as it relates to key relationships. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I expect your best, which is why my heart is open to covenant relationships. I acknowledge the fact that I will not be able to maximize my purpose or potential without others. So I cannot do it by myself. I won't even try. I need others and others need me. So I release the pain from the past. I allow you, Father, to heal my heart. And I open myself up to the covenant relationships you want me to have. I also commit to being a blessing to others. Simply out of love. Without any expectation of anything in return. My friends will be a part of my life story. And I will be a part of theirs. I thank you, Father, for, for blessing me. To have great friends. I enjoy them. They enjoy me. And together we leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. On this Thanksgiving week, I thank you, Father, 
for my friends and family. And I'm determined to be a blessing to them as we get together. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button there. Subscribe, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. As you head into this day and you head into this week and you get ready for Thanksgiving, many of you are already traveling today. I'll be traveling tomorrow. And so as you go, just embrace the love of God so that you could be a blessing, so that you can open up your heart to your friends and family. If you have an art with someone, if you, if you have an issue with somebody and you know that you're going to see them this week, or matter of fact, you're not going to see them. It doesn't matter. Resolve the issue today. Pick up the phone. You're like, oh, Rick, but hold on. I wasn't the one. They need to apologize to me. Get over it. Be, do what God does. Forgive anyway. Pick up the phone. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you forgive them. Life is too short. Don't hold grudges. Bitterness will eat away at your heart. Just release it and let it go. Enjoy the great relationships God has blessed you to have in this season. And please share this message before you leave the screen with your social media so that we can let everyone everywhere know about the love of God and so that we can be who God has called us to be. You have an amazing day and an amazing week. God bless you.